Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 156, the show that will not be talking about Donald Trump unless he's in the women's restroom. Joining me this evening, Mac. Good evening, everybody. So we will be talking about Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) And Ian. Hey! Special guest, Lorelai. Hi there. And of course, the dumbass himself. I scream. You scream. The police come. It's awkward. (laughs) That would be awkward. How is everybody doing this evening? Good. Doing well. Yeah, doing great, thanks. I'm doing awesome! Very good. Love the enthusiasm. Can we dial it down a notch, please? Yeah. (laughs) Try that again. Uh, I'm sorry, Brian. I only operate at 100%. (laughs) I know you do. (laughs) Well, okay. Do do we have anything going on other than, uh, or or should we just... uh... Well, actually, I'll I'll go ahead and talk about what the hell. Uh, are you actually going to be in town for Comic Con this year, Brian? I am coming to Comic Con. I bought my tickets cool. last week. Um, I will be doing some um writing panels there. Um, I haven't gotten my schedule yet, but I do know I will be doing writing panels. And what will be cool is this year, because I'm involved with the writing panels and a few changes they've done, I will actually have a two-hour session at a table up by uh, in um, Author's Alley. So I will actually have some of my books and stuff at Denver Comic Con. Oh, that's so cool. That, that's going right. to be pretty cool. So I'll, I'll have a two-hour session. Um, uh, I don't know if any of our fans will actually be there or anything, but I will actually, um, when I get my times for all that and what panels I'm going to be on, I'll go ahead and throw them up on one of our ma- mini areas of media so people can see my schedule. Ian, don't and, you mean any of our fan? <laughs> <laughs> no, my dad's not going to be there. Hey, listen, we, 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 have, uh, we, we have another fan we know, we know for sure. I mean, uh, we have Steven. But to, to be fair, that he only he only writes in when we talk about tentacle porn. So what does that say about him? <laughs> yeah, definitely that he's our that he's uh, that he's our most avid avid uh, writer. In. It probably says he's a kindred spirit. I think. All right. Well, hey, we should talk about this. Uh, you guys okay. catch uh, the latest episode of uh, John Oliver? I have no. not seen the latest one. Oh well, uh, John Oliver is last week tonight. He uh, last. Uh, just a week ago, he did an episode on uh, science and scientific papers and the media hype about them. I heard about that, but I haven't watched It's pretty awesome. Okay. And so uh, what were the highlights? I've got this uh, really cool quote for, by him I, that uh, I found on Facebook uh, from that episode. It says, uh, in science, you don't get to cherry pick the parts that justify what you are going to do anyway. That's religion. You're thinking of religion. <laughs> well, wasn't it, it was funny? Somebody in the uh, in the media was just accusing scientists of cherry picking too, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Now he went over all the stuff that uh, we routinely talk about on, uh, and a lot of the skeptics talk about um, on how uh, media reporting uh, often is very sensationalized and has very little to do with the actual study itself. Sure. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, the way uh, scientists can like use small sample sizes, things like that, in order to try to make their results sound more important than they are because they're under pressure to publish. Publish or perish. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So, no, I'll have to check that out. I, I have heard I, I heard that quote. The quote that you just gave is the, is the quote that I've heard from the, uh, from the whole thing. <laughs> Oddly enough. All right. Well, is it time to masturbate? Let's do it. Let's masturbate with the masturbation moment. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. 
the Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. Okay. Ian, what is this thing? <laughs> I'm not sure, to tell you the truth. <laughs> and they, they call it the concub- Concubine Masturbator. Holy mackerel. But I have no idea what the hell it is or who thought this would be an arousing toy. Although so, it has three reviews and five stars. So someone apparently is enjoying it. It's a little bit of fun for everyone. Yeah, uh, well, it is. So so it's got a, uh, um, it's got a vulva, yeah. a pair of breasts, and then the head of a penis. Yes, yeah, all masked together. It's not like they're separate. Like it's one piece, a vulva on the bottom, two breasts on the side, and the head of a penis on the top. It's like that game. Remember that game Simon Says, where they had the four <laughs> lights? <laughs> oh, well, that almost make more sense. Breast, I mean, breast, right breast, penis head, vulva. If just bring it to an orgy and make the orgy feel a little more crammed with body parts than <laughs> it already was. Yeah, I, I don't know. You thought Everywhere you, you reach, you're gra- grabbing fake what, fake or really can't tell. You thought it, you thought it was strange to have the breasts on top of the sex machine. How about this, huh? Yeah, I'm reading the first review here from Stace Nako. I've been looking for a product like this for a while, normally in physical stores, but then I decided to look on the web, and your site has one of the first in Google listings. How can you be looking for a product like this? You know, I, I can I can see the value, I guess, of squeezing something breast-like while you're uh, putting the vagina over your penis. Wait, is that you know, that, that that probably feels nice, but I, I don't. The the penis at the end of it is kind of hard to understand. Is there an anal part to it? It says the anal part ripped, so I had to repair it. Like, really? Does an anal part? I guess. I guess if you turn uh, it over. Yeah, you gotta flip it over. <laughs> it it looks like it vibrates and too. What would you repair yeah. that with? <laughs> uh, well, from the sounds of this guy possibly has some experience with sex toys, so he might actually know. This seems like a steal at eighty pounds. Wouldn't it be like hundred and fifty American dollars? I don't think it'd be quite that much. Hundred, maybe hundred thirty. I don't know. Is the pound one point? I don't know. It, it, the pound is worth more than, than the dollar. I okay, so here's the description. If you have ever wanted to slide your throbbing hard erection between the perfectly formed mounds of womanly breasts, then what you need is the sensational concubine masturbator that delivers the ultimate fantasy in breast shafting. <laughs> I'm looking at that, I can already tell you, it will feel nothing like um, the sensation of the actual thing. I'm not sure that was the main idea behind that. That is wild. All right, well. So, you know, the, so obviously my first one's a bit of a disturbing one. The second one for tonight is actually a bit more amusing. Basically, the, there's an app out. It is called... Let me find the name. Another right. one. OMG, yes. And basically what the app is, is it's an app made to teach um, people how to properly please women. L- looking through everything, what they do is they can basically... Um, Take an actual picture of their vulva, customize um, the app itself to show exactly how they like to be touched. And so they could basically let their boyfriends or lovers play with it to learn how to properly play with them in the real world. Because, you know, just telling them in the midst of playing with them doesn't work. Well, I think that part of the point of this is to give more names for 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 like the acts so that you can yeah. communicate better. So that's the whole idea of the app is, is to allow people to communicate better about the different. Anyway, if there's not an app for it right now, people don't want anyway. <laughs> but I, I looked through some of the stuff I was watching on the videos and there's actually something rousing about seeing women 
looking at their own vulva and talking about it and playing with it. Sure. In, in, in a weird, surreal way. You know, this is just really an outgrowth of the of those Japanese dating sets. Or am I wrong? I don't know if I want to go there. <laughs> it said that, that, that they... Just with less tentacles. There you go, Stephen. It said that somewhere in here it said how many they added. They added to the vocabulary. Anyway, so it, it was more than... It was, it was a lot about communication. Yeah, well, that, that is something a lot of people are still awkward with. You know, sure. You, you look at a lot of studies and stuff, and you know, especially, you know, we, we've talked about how our society ha- has such crude ideas about sex. And so a lot of the times, women aren't taught how to express themselves sexually anyway. We either and, have crude ideas about it, or we have puritanical ideas. Right. And there's no middle ground. So, you know, we're not big on actually doing the communication bit, instead just getting there and doing it, which is, I think, one of the reasons why there's been a lot of the um, ideas that women don't enjoy sex is because they're not taught to communicate what they like and what they don't like. They're just taught to accept what they're given. And, you know, stuff like this is saying, no, no, guys, learn beforehand. There you go. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought this was a good idea. I kind of differ on that because I have a feeling that, you know, you've got the woman showing how she, certainly that's good, but there are, it, it kind of cuts into the possibility of the man and the woman. No, it doesn't. It, because, it, because it helped to give at more names well, to it, techniques so that they could communicate better. So the idea was that they, they would learn these the different things that they liked so they would be able to communicate, oh, I like this, I like that. So it's added. So, so the, ag- the app actually shows different techniques uh, that uh, they can try. Then? Yeah, they said that they added like like so many words to the vocabulary to try to try and communicate it better. It's somewhere in this article. Yeah, but no, the, the, base, the basic idea is you play with this and you learn, okay, th- this is what is pleasurable, this is what isn't doing anything. Okay, I know better where to really touch instead of, me, you know. And I can see that taking some of the discomfort away if, if uh, you know, someone's not quite sure. It's like, okay, th- this isn't yeah. going to work, is it? I mean, you can be, you can basically get the same thing from a lot of websites out there too. They'll give give a list of techniques and stuff that you can try. Yeah, but this is uh, if if you look at the videos, you are you know it, it, it's a vulva right there. You touch it, it responds directly. It says by arranging the most common techniques in a sort of taxonomy of the female pleasure, Perkins says that the site wants to give women more comprehensive vocabulary to express their desires in bed. I think that does make sense because in the heat of the moment, it's kind of hard to say something like, this isn't doing it for me. You, you kind of feel like you're putting the other person down. Yeah, and, and it can kind of ruin the mood. Yeah, and it puts a lot of pressure on them to be so perceptive because you want to say, just listen to the sounds, you know, like listen to the responses. But in the heat of the moment, that that's hard to get uh, down to. But basically, they're talking about giving more words to a pleasure so they can communicate better. I think this is a good idea. Yeah. Well, it, in general, anymore, if we can get people to be able to communicate better about sex on just about any level, it's better for everyone involved. Unless you're Republican. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it'd be good for them as well. They just um, p- prefer to ignore reality and live in some weird, demented world where um, somehow the people who are doing the crimes aren't really the ones we need to worry about. But that'll be uh, my main topic for oh. later tonight. Here, here, here. Today, there's a lot of, I like that thing you did. Can you do that thing? Perkins told the, the mic. But there aren't words for the specifics about his pleasure. There, um, there's Urban Dictionary on one hand and gynecological, gynecological clinical terms on the other. 
Now, I want to know what exactly words we're talking about here, because um, uh, I'm not sure if I can think of any specific words about technique. I mean, like rubbing around in a circle, maybe. Uh, like, I, I, if I say something, I would just like describe what it, what's going on. Well, we've got use... uh, what it says. Well, there's some on here, right? Uh, edging. All I'm coming up with is a George Carlin routine. Hint <laughs> and the words beating the bishop. So, the, so there's edging. Um, bigger orgasms by approaching, denying, hunting, pass, uh, passing by, uh, indulging, consistency, uh, building orgasm by keeping everything the same. So, so I mean, they give a few right here. I've heard of edging. Sure. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> rhythm. <laughs> Just oh, I surprise. <laughs> la 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 la. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on down there so so there's some of the words for you dumbass Damn, i'm like, not sure if i'd use those words uh if those words would be used so much in terms well maybe edging would but in terms of techniques while you're actually in the moment but well, her- what we, we need is we need one of us to get the app and to look at and try it and see exactly how well it works her, her overall point i'm willing to volunteer excellent <laughs> Excellent. Uh, her overall point is that if you can't communicate, you there this sentence. The, the, I like that thing you did. Can you do that thing? It's like, well, what thing are you talking about? It, until you can identify what that thing is, you know, until you have a vocabulary to express it, you can't really tell the other person. That that's kind of the yeah. whole point that's going on here. No, there's a logic to that. Yeah, I'm not sure what would be hard to explain. I mean, do that thing where you twirled your tongue around like that, or do that thing where you inserted your finger just part of the way, or I mean, like, uh, I can't think of anything that would be hard to explain. I, I don't know. Your vocabulary for this seems very good. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but it also would be, hey, you know, the thing you're talking um, about with the finger shows... is actually called the shy proctologist. <laughs> <laughs> but no, dumbass. Part would also be the, the app would show ideas and say, hey, um, th- this, you know, edging gets me off. Why don't you try doing it the way this says? And they look, oh, okay, you know. Yeah. Instead of saying, you know, touching me there. New ideas are always good. I I approve of that. (laughs) I I love it when we spend so much more time on something than I thought we would. (laughs) Should we move on? I I think we should. I think we should. I think that I think that that somebody I think that we need to somebody needs to get the app and experiment. I think that we have volunteers. So go forth. (laughs) Uh, Homework. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we know you don't like homework. All right. So, Brian, let's talk about the jackass of the you week. You want to talk about the she's yeah, she's I I would bigot of the week for sure. I don't I I don't think she limits herself to just one. But <laughs> for this week, she's our jackass of the podcast. So, Sally Kern, farewell address. So, apparently she's leaving the uh Oklahoma uh I don't know if she was the, part of the House uh, House of Representatives. So she's decided to leave the House of Representatives. But in her farewell speech, she mentioned that uh, gay people are still worse than terrorists. Um, I mean, it's her... what she's been saying all along. So Right, like... exactly. So this is not exactly something new. Could we get some clarification? In her departure, are feathers and a rail and uh, uh, roadworking supplies involved? <sighs> so the homosexual agenda is destroying this nation. Nation. It's just a fact, she said, she said back in 2008, adding, I honestly think it's the biggest threat to our nation, even worse than terrorism and Islam, or Islam. Well, she does have a point if you accept her premises. Okay. Yeah, but uh, later on, um, I, I, she talks, uh, she, I guess she has a book, The Stoning of Sally Kern, 
And apparently there's actually a line in it saying that um, homosexuality is a lifestyle proven to be dangerous and deadly. What the fuck? Proven by who? Yeah, well, it's like, where is he pulling this from outside of her ass? They, you know, they always point. <laughs> they, they all say that it's proven. Well, I mean, yeah. they're, they they put out biased studies and really bad science. Yeah. I mean, this is something that they've been saying for a long time. Well, they always point to some valid statistics like, you know, they don't live as long, you know, uh, same-sex couples. And they point to these statistics that are true, but they don't go back to the main reason as the the reason that, that a lot of this is true is because of the lack of acceptance, right? So so they don't yeah. have so they're not well, given yeah. these same opportunities. They, they, they don't go into the fact that her attitude um is often what leads um homosexuals to depression and suicide, which has been proven. Right, exactly. So yeah, so they leave out those points and, and they then they go with these just these statistics, which while true are being misused. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so she, as she's leaving, she she you know, she she takes one more pot shot. And if these things which are isn't strong, that huge of a uh, news deal since it's what she's been saying all along anyway, I think. Nope, and no, it's not. But she can still be our Jackass of the Week. Yes. Definitely. Oh. It, there's really not much more you can say about nope, that. Nope, nope she's consistent. We'll give her that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, so, you know, we, we've been talking about uh, plurals, you know, and we got into the whole thing about, uh, about you know, pluralizing uh, octopi. Which is octopi is my now my favorite way to say it because it's the most wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Not correct. Uh, the most wrong is octopera. <laughs> octopera, yeah. Okay, so we. Oh, so, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> we Howard came up with well, Howard said that the plural of opus is opera. So yeah. If you add if it's octopus, it must be therefore octopera. <laughs> but we, I think that we said um, uh, octopods, and it's actually octopodi. Octopodi. I think that's actually yeah, correct. Yeah. Octopodes. Yeah. So we said that. So I said that wrong last week. But so I found, I decided to bring up another one that bothers me. So FBI is what? V. It's an initialism, not an acronym. You see, I like to pretend that initialisms but, don't exist. I try to pronounce every initialism as an acronym. Ah, okay. Well, that that's fine <laughs> well, if you do that. It's the if everybody calls them acronyms, then. Their acronyms. Well, and that's what's happening is that once again, yeah. that so you're starting to see that that they're adding um, to definitions in I think even uh, Maryland's dictionary, uh, the Maryland Webster's dictionary, that they've added they've added another definition for the initialism. So because once again, because people didn't know the difference between an acronym and an initialism, language is changing. Yeah, but in this case, it's simplifying to what people are using. And, right, but you know, the I do fact think that people that, know what an acronym is actually. Well, but I think that if if they knew what an initialism was, that it's nice to have a dis- distinction between the two. Yeah. If they knew what an initialism is, still pretty good they know what an acronym is. So, so, WINE is an acronym. stands for WINE is not an emulator. Okay. <laughs> and FBI is an initialism. CIA is an initialism. But most people will call them acronym. SHIELD is an acronym. Yes, it is. Yes. Here in Ontario, if you want to go down and uh, get some liquor... Uh, we have uh, the store is called uh, uh, the, in- the initials are LCBO, the Liquor Control Board of Ontario. Um, but I just whenever I go, I just say I'm going down to the Lickbo. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. So what? It, okay. Like here in Denver, we have Lower Downtown that we call Lodo, which would be which abbreviation and an acronym at once, wouldn't it? It would be an acronym. It would no, it would not be an acronym because it's only two words. And oh, Lodo, yeah, yeah. So I guess it, it is. It's yeah. more of an. It's more of an. A, an abbreviation. Sure. Yeah, so it wouldn't be. 
bordering on nickname. Anyway, so this is just one because my because my company they have initialisms all over the place, and they'll do these these orientations, and they're, and they're always talking about their acronyms, and it just it bothers me. It's like you guys are the worst. <laughs> Any every initialism is an acronym if you pronounce it. If that's true. Remember, uh, was it one or two episodes ago? We were talking about IUDs, and I just kept on calling them UDs. UDs, yes. So the yes, so you made an acronym out of them. Yeah, but yeah. you were you were both pronouncing it incorrectly. Uh, Brian had the correct pronunciation when he called them IEDs. <laughs> that was, IEDs, <laughs> yes, would be terrible to show. stick up your vagina. <laughs> it's, it's not a good thing. To but stick they up would there. present. They would prevent a pregnancy. <laughs> There would have been a lot more than that. <laughs> they would prevent that entire genetic line. <laughs> it'll it'll make that abstinence-only uh, sex education a lot more worthwhile. <laughs> it is safer. It really is. <laughs> Although, admittedly, on your second one, they mess up. They have the piece of cardboard that um, RFL, FBI, and NASA are abbreviations. NASA wouldn't be. No, 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 be... no. NASA's an acronym. NASA yep. is an acronym. Yeah. But they have the big picture right there saying it's an abbreviation. It is. No, it's not an abbreviation. National Aeronautics and Space Administration. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure what that's an abbreviation. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, what they're saying is acronyms are a type of abbreviation. Right. That that makes more sense. Yeah. If if you can say all, all acronyms are abbreviations, but not all abbreviations are acronyms. There you go. Anyway, so that was one that, that that's one that I think that I think that I think that this is another one that most people do not realize that there is even is such a thing as initialist. If an acronym is no longer used, does it therefore does it become an an acronym? Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> crickets, crickets. <laughs> okay. So our, our big topic for tonight, and it's one that's getting a lot of attention. Um right now. Yeah, why don't you tell us what Bill Donahue's organization is up to? <laughs> well, for people who don't know, um, Target's recently, the, the, the store Target, it's a department store, hopefully people know what I'm talking about. It's Target. <laughs> yeah. It's the one with the big red balls out front. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, they have Target the biggest recently balls of them all. openly um, posted a policy saying that um, their bathrooms are tr- transgendered. Basically, you can use whatever bathroom you feel most closely resembles um, your own personal gender. Fe- um, trying to think how identity. The better somewhere. Yes, gender identity. How, how you identify gender, whichever one fits into you best, you're allowed to use. The, you know, and, and they made it quite clear that is their policy now. They want to be. They want to be inclusive. They, they want to make people comfortable. They want to, um, you know, make it quite clear that they know it's not a big deal. Well, neither so say, I take it that now a bunch of orgies are going on in Target bathrooms. Oh well, you you know how dangerous it is for people to use the same bathroom as someone with a different set of genitals as you, right? That I yeah. mean, the, the uh, and uh, apparently um, boys are fine. If, if, if we were to send the child molesters into the boys' restroom, no problem whatsoever. It's the girls. If you read all of these, they always say it's it's the women and the little girls that are going to be molested because That's men are going to misuse it. We have to protect the women. Yeah, but but there's no problem with the idea of these same men that are supposed to be these sexual predators using the same bathroom as your son, because apparently no one cares. Right, because, well, because to be fair, priests don't use restrooms. <laughs> Although once more, they, they've shown it time and time again, uh, there's been no cases of transgender people doing this stuff. However, 
there have been multiple times of Republican politicians doing this that, in that. the proper bathroom for their sex. <laughs> but hey, facts aren't really an issue here. And and to be clear, for most of the Republican politicians, though, that's consensual gay sex that they're involved <laughs> in usually. They're not usually child rape or anything like that, right? No, although there has been um, a few cases of non-consensual aggression. You know what? That, that was, um, not- per- good, outstanding Christian male senator is busy trying to um, proposition another person in the restroom. Yeah. There's a few um, issues of that. You know, um, not all the Republicans are falling for this either. Megyn Kelly from Fox News has been has been challenging these people as well. So it's so it's not so even I I think that this is even a a fringe set of of Republicans. It's not all of them. But there are it's I mean, so the um, the group that is uh, the American Family Association, I think that this is uh, Bill Donahue's. Um, group right that the crazy catholic he they they are sending men into the female restrooms to see if anybody will stop them yeah this it's is like, ridiculous oh, yeah um why i i mean what are they trying to gain from that the part- although you know i think if anybody's just hanging around in a restroom male or female whether yeah, it, yeah, whether whatever restroom they're hanging hanging i think that if they're just hanging around being creepy there, there's cause to send somebody yes. and say, sir, madam, uh, could you please either go to right. the washroom or get and, out? And actually, a few of these get interesting in all that. But the basic thing is transgender people are going to the restroom for the same reason we are, to you know, empty your body out of unwanted materials. That's it. They go, they use it, they wash their hands, they get out. We've talked about this before. With uh, um, a few podcasts ago, we had the um, political cartoon. That and, made no sense because basically... If you go into these restrooms, you're not going to see anything. The main thing you will see is people washing their hands because that's the main thing done outside of the stalls. Ian, and I, I, I do think that you're kind of discriminating against those of us who are naturally creepy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? A, a female pervert could pretend to be transgender and come in and like just yeah. look over the shoulders of men at the ur- urinal trying to catch a glimpse. I'm very you, afraid of that happening. Uh, dumbass, do you need a moment really? now? <laughs> oh, he's not. Like, oh, yes. If you're keeping me up at night. You know, I'd look at it and say, well, you like my equipment? Do you think it's nice? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't see that creepy. However, one of the interesting things, if you read their articles, the people who are trying to stop this become more creepy. Yes, um, they do. You have my this one article, using a target bathroom got really uncomfortable really fast. And what it was, if you read, um, this is a... Um, Thing talking about this woman goes and uses the restroom and she's in the stall sitting down and suddenly another woman's peeking in on her through the um, cracks in the um, door. And then on the, she's like, okay, this is just weird. And on the way out, the woman's hands like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry if I made you feel uncomfortable. I just had to make sure you were a woman and not a um, male pervert busy coming in there. It's like, wait a moment. What do you think they're going to do? If, if they're going to be perverts, they're going to do exactly what the fuck you just did. How am I? <laughs> So it's like, yeah, I, I, when, I do want to be creepy spying on other when women When one now. fights monsters, one must become a monster, Ian. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. That's logic. Yeah, so that, I mean, that that's creepier than, than if if that was a man in that stall, all he's doing is peeing. The yeah. creepy one is the one looking. In, and what yeah. would she do? Would she say, oh, I, I see him going, I'm walking out now and not using the restroom because he might, he'll, he'll be using it in the stall next to me. Okay, so you're going to hold it in for longer. He's going to relieve himself, wash his hands, and leave. Right. 
you know, the logic's like, no, you just went over a level of creepiness. You, know, you did exactly th- what you were busy claiming that the transgenders are going to do to you. And what's weird about this is that they, they claim that they're trying to protect people, but it's not like thing, anything has changed. Yeah. Nothing has no, changed. And the thing is, you there is a chance we've all gone to the bathroom with transgendered people. We just haven't thought about it. It hasn't been an issue, we, you know. Because you don't think about that kind of stuff in the bathroom. Because hey, most may, transgendered may, people are either they are passing or they're keeping it quiet. Yeah. Well, make no mistake. These people who are – they're just hoping to find transgendered people so yeah. they can get on a moral outrage. They're, they're hoping to find a man going into a girl's washroom, right. quote unquote. Well, and that's what's uh, always happened. Yeah. Uh, they're, 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 they're hoping to, they, they want to be superheroes of the community, yeah. people. They, they want to be like a militia controlling right. everything. But, but the only people that are doing this are the creepy American Family Association. They're the only ones sending men into the women's restroom. They're On the purpose. creepy yeah. ones. But, but then you get the next two stories. Um, the man barges into the woman's bathroom because he saw a short haired woman oh and thought she God. was transgendered. This was so, ridiculous. I mean, what the hell? Women. We As had Tronda on. I like I said, like I said he, was just, he was hoping it was transgendered. Yeah. He was disappointed when he found out that it was really a woman. Our listeners recall Tronda was on about a year or so ago. She's a lesbian. Uh, right now, she has very short hair. I could very much see her being um, walking into a woman's restroom and being mistaken for a male. Would she give it to you if you tried that one? You know, <laughs> if, if I can throw something in here, there's a real stigma about short hair in women anyway. Yeah. My roommate, because of because of issues that she's got with her body, has cut her hair down almost to nothing because it's not it's not growing well and it's patchy. So she just cut it down to, to like a buzz cut. So she gets people who either think judge her and think that she is a lesbian, or they you know they they think she's a cancer patient. But there's there's a stigma. It makes her feel weird being treated that way. Right. You know, right. most of the time. You're never going to notice a transgender in, no. in the restroom to begin with because they don't want to be noticed. I mean, they, they're going to be discreet. This this is not – it really, ultimately, this is nothing about transgendered people at all. This is about some, some people that are being bigots, number one. Yeah. And, and they, this idea that they're trying to stop sexual predators, the sign on the door has never stopped a sexual predator. Never. Right. <laughs> and then the laws that say you can't do that are still in place. Exactly. We you already can, have a you... law for this. Yeah, and, and I mean, there's nothing saying that if somebody's hanging out in the washroom being creepy, trying to peek over the stalls or whatever, that they can't be thrown out. Right. I mean, if, you, if you're taking pictures of people in the restroom, that's illegal. You can already get in trouble for that. It hasn't changed just because we're saying the transgenders ha- have a right to use what they're comfortable with. And, you know, it's like, no, you're still protected as much as you ever were, and it's going to happen as much as it ever did. None of that's changing now. And when it all boils down to it, this is just the same kind of tactics that the uh, that the Hitler administration pulled back in the 30s, where they basically chose a group of people and said that this group of people is destroying society. Yeah, we've, we've I'm not going to use the uh, I'm not going to use the N word, but yeah. it is the same kind of it is the same kind of it tactic. Is. And um, the story I found today. Um, you, you have to watch the video. Oh my god, this is messed up. So, the, um, disturbed Bible thumper and her twelve kids staged anti-trans hate parade in Target store. Hey, There's a video fair, on this. To, one. to be fair, I don't think that all twelve kids were there. She just said she had twelve. The whole brood wasn't there. 
I mean, it was hard to follow. So someone <laughs> was following her and her kids with the camera. Did somebody check her back window to make sure that she had stickers for all twelve? <laughs> did she have? Did she? Did we see her birth certificate to know what she was born at? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, basically, she walks through a Target store with uh, um, this group of um, who were assuming are her kids. From what she says, and is basically preaching about how um, horrible this is, and how Target is evil and hates mothers and hates kids. How basically they're opening their bathrooms to perverted men. I am a mother of 12 and I am very disgusted by this wicked practice. And see, you watch the whole video. It is this long rant. From, uh, she must have, from the looks of it, she walked in the target store, went all the way to the back of the store and started there doing her spiel and just walked through the store all the way out so as many people as possible could hear her. And it's just, I mean, it, it, it's hate-filled and bigoted. There's nothing else you can call it. And there's nothing that could be gained from what she did, except for making herself look like a total bitch. But but let's be fair. Target is is they're they're not promoting equality here. They're actually you know um, disenfranchising hardworking Americans by doing this. <laughs> oh, there's so many different claims on this. <laughs> and in the end, all those you know, if you guys really don't feel comfortable with that kind of bathroom policy, don't shop at Target. No one's going to give a damn, and Target's going to do just fine. And Walmart still wants you. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, and I think that they sell drugs in in the Walmart bathrooms, right? So it's nothing else going on in there. That's true. Yeah, and you know, you know, homeless people bathing, <laughs> but um, the uh, <clears throat> they got to get clean somewhere. Uh, sure. The, uh, you know, as far as this mother with the twelve kids goes, you know, everybody wants to be the Kentucky clerk. Everybody wants to be that that yeah. martyr. Yeah, that's true. So that's that, there's where some of that she was trying on. to get. Yeah. She was trying to get a lot of publicity. She did. How about the cops dragging this woman out of the bathroom because she didn't? Because to them, she didn't look like a woman, and because she didn't have ID, they kicked her out. Uh, well, I'd like to know um, where the cops actually have that um, jurisdiction to do that. Well, that, uh, I, I mean, the, the, I, I don't believe the cops can just walk into a store and say, "Hey, listen, um, we're g- going to." Um, where I don't know where it was. I think yeah. that that's the Steven Tyler law. The dude looks like a lady law. That may actually just be a song. Yeah, and this was uh, this was the opposite law. The woman looks like a dude law. And so we now have a right to um, deny her access to public restrooms. Apparently, because we don't know what sex she is. Apparently, if it's you like, can't if you can't tell what sex the person going into the bathroom is, you can just kick them where they're going to yeah. pee. I don't know. Yeah, apparently that that's well, they, well, some places they, they can go pee in the corner of the store. Exactly right. Why did you pee there? Well, because I couldn't go to the red. They wouldn't let me in the restroom, so I yeah. chose this place. Now, I, I finished up with a video that's doing a great, great job of showing just where this could lead. Um, bathroom cop. And basically, you know, talking about how great it is to be a bathroom cop protecting society and goes into, you know, if you can't determine, you have to, you, you know, you basically violate their privacy by feeling their junk up. If you don't, you know, ah, uh, do, do you have the right um sex organs? Now, I, I don't know if you do. You're going to have to show them to me now. It's like, that, that, that's almost the level these people seem to want us to get to, where you have to prove what sex you are just to use a restroom. It's kind of where that it looks like they're going to. It is silly and ridiculous, and and, and that's why I put this on. It is the perfect thing to summarize how ridiculous um we're headed for if we actually if if the um true right wing wackos got their way. Correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't TSA stand for Toilet Service Authority? <sighs> Am I wrong? No, nope. wrong. Okay. No, nope, we're not going to correct you. You're right. Can I have ice cream in the restroom? 
<laughs> you can have all the ice cream you want, Yay! and it won't melt. And, uh, oh, really? That's even better. Please tell me more. <laughs> so I found this video. Actually, um, a friend uh, pointed this video out to me all about, uh, well, it, it's this uh, this guy's uh, vlog, basically, and he's talking about Briar's ice cream. Um, the video in the video, he shows that he's left a bowl of ice cream out uh, on a warm day and it maintained its shape. So uh, it didn't melt. And he, he and the did other a bunch ice, of. Yeah, the other ice creams melted properly. Yes. He, 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 he noticed that the one ice cream didn't melt, uh, the Briar's ice cream, and he bought a bunch of other ice creams and tried them out. They all melted. And he was completely freaked out about this. And he went on, goes on this whole rant. He does this experiment. He leaves them like uh, in a warm cupboard for like days on end. I think you said ten and, days. Yeah, ten days he did, and then he showed us the result, and it, it kept its shape. Is that the M um, M's ice, ice cream, the one that melts in your mouth, not in your? Move on. <laughs> just, just keep, pull through. So Go, keep going. here's the thing that gets me about this video. You, you got to wonder where's the scientific community. Scientific curiosity about all this. Yeah, he I puts mean, nothing scientific into why at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even his even his his test setup was awful. I mean, yeah. it, it was no good. He, his whole setup from the beginning, the the ice creams had different stuff in them, right? So there's no yeah. consistency there. Well, his only the only point I was trying to make was that uh, the Briar's ice cream reacts differently, which he proved. But it, it's like you know, we, we did the McDonald thing a while ago. Um, why the McDonald hamburgers? Um, don't um, get moldy. And the science behind it, it's not because of what they're made of. And this guy is one of the people that would back up the McDonald's hamburgers not being real food because of that. He has other videos. One where he takes a Coke and pours a little of the Coke out, pours milk into it, and comes back and says, look, this looks like piss water now. I would never drink this. This is so nasty. And it's like, well, <laughs> um, you, <laughs> well, you, I haven't seen that video, but that is a to me weird science, analogy to make. He, he explain to me the science as to why that happened, and prove to me that it, um, other drinks wouldn't turn nasty if you let them sit with something added that causes a similar reaction. Sure, and he also did another thing about cheese not melting. I mean, yeah. the guy's—he's notorious for this crap. He, he doesn't <laughs> care about the science. He wants to make trust, uh, foods that. Um, He's, we know food, you know, Coke isn't healthy for us. We know processed cheese is not the healthiest, healthiest thing to eat. But just because they don't react the way he decides they need to react does not mean they are horrible, nasty, and you better not ever touch them, which is always his conclusion. So, um, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is it possible that, is it possible that this guy who's doing this stuff is a reptile and he digests by thermogenesis we would have to ask david ike but uh, <laughs> okay because it, it's possible that they are actually harmful to him if <laughs> if he basks in the sun and the ice cream doesn't melt it is possible it could kill him so here's uh, a, my digestive yeah, system however, it, works based upon you know normal human methods and digestive system. <laughs> so so what's oh, but, uh, so after dumbass posted this it'll say me and brian who aren't scientists who aren't trying to um make any absurd claims did this weird thing called research. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys basically so, eclipsed me on that because yeah. I've, I've done a bunch of research too, but you found yeah. some stuff and posted it, it in there. Well, go ahead. Instead no, of going but, to making a video saying, look what happened, this is so nasty, we went and decided, let's make sure we know what the science is before we make any claims whatsoever. And that's exactly what you should do because this is, this is a fascinating result. You've got an ice cream that's holding its shape uh, in warm temperatures. What, 
you've got to be curious about why that is. Yes, you yes. Know, like, real this is unnatural. Right. Something must be something terrible must be behind it. Okay. It's unfit so for double. human consumption. So I what mean, is it sounds going like on? somebody time traveling from the Middle Ages and seeing an airplane for the first time saying, "This is unnatural. People weren't meant to fly. It's the work <laughs> of the devil." <laughs> I, I think that's actually true, though. <laughs> I think technically the devil is actually more responsible for things. <laughs> so, well, but wait a second. So dumbass. So what is going on here? <laughs> okay. Well, I looked in, I, I looked into the science of this and spoiler alert. It's actually not something, some weird or exotic science in any way. I mean, they didn't get professor Utonium to add in a dash of chemical X and create super powered ice cream. They couldn't do that. That's Ben and Jerry's method. They'll sue you. <laughs> All right, well, so so let's get into it. So in the video, the um, here's one thing. The guy's confused about the term modified milk ingredients. And this is something a little extra, not completely related uh, to what's going on, but uh, I did a little research into that, um, and it turns out that um, certain ice creams uh, will use uh, vegetable fats instead of uh, milk fats because they're cheaper uh, to create their ice cream. Um so uh, they'll they'll have like the the milk powder and they'll have uh, usually coconut oil or maybe palm oil uh, mix those together and they create the ice cream that way instead of uh, just using milk and doing it the old fashioned way. Just um, a quick question. It's a serious question. Do using the vegetable fats make the ice cream more tolerable for people who are say lactose intolerant or intolerant of dairy? I that, you know none of the none of the stuff that I went into that I read uh, said anything about that. I don't think it does. I, I think the uh, the lactose is in the milk itself, not in the fats. Okay. So. The reason I ask is because um, I know I know somebody who can't have regular ice cream but can have soft. Food. Sure. That, yeah, because I, yeah, I don't know what they exactly all do to soft serve, but it might be similar. So in the article that I have here, it says that it could uh, it could be a wide range of things, such as yogurt, sour cream, curded buttermilk, um, unfiltered milk, oh, ultra-filtered milk, milk protein, concentrated, uh, just a few of the things that it could be. So it can be a lot of different things, actually. Yeah, And, 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 and actually, there's an interesting thing behind this, that uh, if you use less than 5% milk fat, you're not legally allowed to call it ice cream, even though like most people would identify it as ice cream, and it tastes like ice cream to pretty much right. anybody who eats it. Which, but and this Breyer's product that he chose does not call itself ice cream. That's true, and the same is true of Parlor. Actually, Parlor. You look at a at a box of Parlor; it just says Parlor. It doesn't actually say ice cream anywhere now, on the box. What Brian just mentioned made me think because I've seen like sour cream. If you let it sit for a while, how it settles. Yeah. Is a lot like how um what he shows us happens to it. The, right. You, yeah. It, 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 it I'll, I'll get into this liquid comes out, and that's, yeah, that that liquid is probably the coconut oil. Yeah. Uh, it, it just it, it's just like what I've seen happen with sour cream. It's similar. It, it's, yeah. It's it's yeah. a it's a different process in this case, but yeah, it's similar. It's, yeah, similar reaction. It looks like now yeah. that I think yeah. about it. Yeah. So anyway, there are two reasons why uh, an ice cream might resist. Melting. Uh, the first is its fat content. Uh, if an ice cream has a higher than usual fat content, it can really resist melting for a lot longer. Um, well, no, the, oh, I, I th I'm wrong reading right here. So the less fat and more water, the slower it melts. Okay. Really? Uh, I read different. Hmm. Well, uh, I guess that's, uh, that's something to look up. But my understanding was that the more fat content, the fat, 
would actually uh, help the ice cream to stick together, kind of like a stick of butter, which doesn't melt on a counter on a hot day. Well, I wonder if it has to do with kind of fat, because they talk about um, the gurgum and stuff. Okay, good. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. yeah I'm, gonna, I'm going to get into that. That's the, the second thing. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the gurgum isn't a type of fat. It's, uh, well, I'll, I'll, go into, I'll go into that right now. So uh, guar gum, uh, we're talking about gums, they're a stabilizer. Um, what we're talking about are, yes, guar gum and xanthan gum, things like that. Um, and uh, you might think we're getting into weird science right now, but let me assure you again that this, these aren't anything weird or unnatural. Yeah. We're not dealing with chemical X. Uh, xanthan gum is a product of fermentation, which humans have been doing for thousands of years, and guar gum is an extract from the guar bean, which neither of those things sound very scary where, when you know where they come from, do they? And in fact, I think that we have some of those. We have a, a food science kit that I bought for my daughter that we had we had those things in there. For there's a, it's actually a lot of fun to use. Cool. So what these gum do gums do is they allow an ice cream to maintain its cohesion a little better. So um, the ice ice cream can melt a little, uh, like if it's being transported and it has to wait a little while to get into the grocery store or there's a power outage or something. The ice cream can melt a little, and then when it uh, freezes again, can crystallize and get uh, kind of uh, ice crystals that are crunchy and not really good tasting. So uh, the gums allow them to maintain their cohesion when they refreeze and avoid that. Um, so how m- the, the question that they have to answer is, how much do you use? You use too little, and it won't be all that effective, and you use too much. Uh, and the ice cream can get a kind of chewy and gummy texture, almost like a marshmallow, uh, which is not a coincidence because marshmallows rely on just these kind of gums for their texture as well. You've ruined s'mores for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, basically, um, if, if you think of it that way, uh, that's why the ice cream maintains its uh, shape. It's like you basically got um, some marshmallow fluff there when it melts. Yeah, uh, and the like, high com, the high gum content of the ice cream uh, acts like a glue, allowing it to hold its shape. And like and we said, the, the that brine that leaked out from the bottom of the bowl was most likely coconut oil, and he was complaining about the smell from that. Well, it probably went rancid in the heat. Yeah, he left it out yeah. for ten days. Yeah, that's going to get some nasty stuff growing on it. <laughs> yeah, that's called science. <laughs> <laughs> if if I left a, a that's called poor food care. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the, the other thing he talked about was how it, it was how the Briar's ice cream grew was growing mold on it, whereas the other ones weren't, weren't growing mold. And the thing is, the other ice creams had melted completely, and all of their uh, moisture content had evaporated. Whereas the the Briar's ice cream, it held its shape. There were lots of and, and all that uh, coconut oil melted out of it. Lots of little pockets in there for moisture to to keep in there and for mold to grow. So the, wait a the, minute, wait a minute. I got to step up here. So if mold doesn't grow on a McDonald's hamburger, it's not natural, right? <laughs> oh, but if mold grows on ice cream, it's also not natural. Yep. I was I'm thinking saying, the exact same some, thing. There's some inconsistency here. So yeah. he, here's the thing: is that Briar's that he he the, what he's talking about is Briar's family classic vanilla frozen dessert. Briar's does not call this ice cream, and then and he, that that. That's the clue that they're using uh, vegetable fat instead of milk fat in there. Right. They're using hydrogenated coconut oil. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, you guys found this one too. Uh, Briars isn't the only ice cream that has this property. A while back, there was actually an incident where a mother got concerned about a Walmart ice cream sandwich yeah. that wouldn't melt. Pretty much the same deal. Great yep. value. And there's almost a logic to ice cream sandwiches having a lot of that gum in it because you want your ice cream snacks to keep their shape. Sure. Uh, yeah. You know, it's not going to be appealing to buy an ice cream sandwich, let it melt a little, and pull out the thing that's all smushed and funky looking. I think that'd be a lot of people would be like, ew, I'm not going to eat that now. It so, is. yeah, um, ice cream sandwiches, ice cream treats that you want to have them keep a shape are going to have this crap in them to keep them from melting so that they maintain the desired form better. I mean, it's kind of a trade off because, you know, you're, you're saving uh, you're saving money and um, you're, you're allowing it to keep its shape. It won't drip. But also, you know, the high gum content can be turn a turn off for some people who don't like who, who like their ice cream a little less chewy. Well, the thing is, is that this stuff is going into the cheaper product yeah. because they're adding fillers. And so, yes, while while it while it's probably not any worse from you or any, uh, worse for you, it, it is a cheaper product. I mean, haagen isn't putting this in there for a reason. And th- th- this is where it offends people is because they want their cheap ice cream to be expensive ingredients. Right. But it's, it's just, they're not going to get that. I mean, but you know. The thing is, if you have no problem with eating a marshmallow, you shouldn't have any problems with eating a bowl of briars. I don't have any problem with eating a bowl of briars, but it would be my preferred choice in, in frozen dessert. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be your preferred choice in ice cream. It's not an ice cream. That's, that's my point. <laughs> that's my damn point, my friend. It depends, it depends on your definition. I would call it an ice cream, but it's not legally allowed to be called an ice cream. Well, briars doesn't call it ice cream. They're not allowed to. They're not allowed to. Well, that's fine. Well, I mean, we go over how we want. Yeah. It's not from what you're saying. It's not cream, so it's not ice cream. Well, there is cream in there. Yeah, but, but there's it's cream ice creamy like. But here's stuff. the thing: is that they could add these same chemicals to ice cream and get the same kinds of results. Yeah. Right. So, but what Briars is doing is they're they are making for products and cheaper ingredients and and for cheaper people. Great. Well, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it tastes as good. That's the reason I don't like it. <laughs> it's not what's in it that I have a problem with. It's that it does, I don't think it tastes as good. Well, sure, and that's your prerogative. But, You're uh, just an elitist. That's all. Uh, it's fine. I, I mean, yeah. isn't the actual science behind why this stuff is reacting the way it does much more fascinating than just, you know, Ugh, it's not melting. Yes. It is way more interesting. He he missed the he missed the whole point. But he does in all his videos. He doesn't care about trying to find out the process. He just wants to show how disgusting this stuff is. He wants a reaction. Yeah. He and doesn't like, he doesn't want to explain. He wants to react. And to be fair, with enough chocolate syrup, I can't tell the difference. So <laughs> the, the, I, I don't think he's legally allowed to call himself a scientist, but he can call himself an entertainer. Uh, okay, there we go. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure there's someone out there that finds him entertaining. But here's the thing: is that I, how many people watch that video and then go, "Well, wait, what's going on here? Are are, are most people doing that? I don't think so. He's getting a lot. He's not. getting more likes than dislikes. He's yeah. He's, but, but we've seen that with like the um, what's her name, the nature chick or health chick, or whatever that came out and started making all sorts of bizarre um claims. Every, everyone jumped on the bandwagon. No one went and did any research to find out how much it, of, of it's um, bullshit. Right. But that's what often happens with these people. What does Mike Adams, the health ranger, have to say about this? That's what I want to know. <laughs> it's not organic, so he, it's probably it's probably bad no matter what. It has too many chemicals in it, just like the di, um, hydrogen chloride stuff. Dihydrogen monoxide. monoxide. Yes, dihydrogen yeah. monoxide. That's a too many chemicals banned. in that. Yeah, that stuff should be banned. That stuff is terrible. <laughs> 
They use Very it as a thing. solvent in, uh, for nuclear fuels. Can you yep. believe that? In, in, in where, and they want us to ingest it. It's found in every single cancer. That stuff's dangerous. Never passing by my lips. <laughs> <laughs> as you drool slightly and have to lick it back in. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think I am, Ted Cruz? Uh, Ted Kaczynski, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, I had a victory for common sense. And, it, and this goes along with um, uh, tra- more. Yeah, it's bath- more bathroom stuff. I'm sorry, but, but this one's a good one. I like this one, and it happened in Texas of all places. What the hell? Right. So in in um in a small town in Texas, what's the name of the town? Uh, Rockwell City. Yeah, Rockwell City. So this is so I heard this on Dogma Debate first. Um, and so and I and they actually had the audio from from this. So they um on Dogma Debate, you can go if you go listen to the the most recent Dogma Debate, they're talking about this. Probably won't be the most recent by the time this comes out, but um, in I got to hear the video, and this was this was really awesome too. So be so they get all the people that you know um at least the way that they organized it on Dogma Debate is they had all the people that were anti that were against this and they played all of their stuff first and then they played the, the stuff that people were that were against the bill and then and then the the mayor talked about what the mayor was the one that was supporting this he was yeah, the mayor's the one that wanted this and then so then they had all five council members uh speak i think it's five yeah it's and five. every single one of them said no so he couldn't so they get so he got a second to have a vote on it but they couldn't pass it because they couldn't get the, the bill seconded. <laughs> yes, it was unanimous. The city council had common sense while the mayor was being an ass. Right. Now, the bill was they would be able to fine people $500 for using the wrong restroom. Yes. And so um, one of the arguments, though, from, from the person who really was eloquent was like, this. listen, this is a business decision. We can't be telling businesses ha- how to do their thing. So he was like coming at it from a, like a true conservative standpoint. Yeah. We can't be regulating businesses. <laughs> we can't be telling Target what to do with their restrooms. That's the, you know, we got to We got to stay out of bit. We can tell people what to do with our public restrooms, you know, with the with the city controls, but we can't be telling business or you know we can't we can't so it's like a true conservative uh, standpoint on it which was interesting yeah and like i said this is a town in texas doing it where normally you know you, you'd expect it to go the other way so this is even a bigger win for common sense to have it happen in texas yeah but it, this is not going to last because alex jones said that texas is going to secede over this whole thing okay <laughs> although that means you'll be living in a different country oh shut up <laughs> Can you imagine that the Texas secedes over over transgender bathroom rights? <laughs> How often does that... Texas uh, threaten to secede? I I I I don't think that Texas, you know, as a um, as a political entity, ever does. But the people in Texas all the time, right, over everything. <laughs> I, I I I want Texas and those southern states next to to be able to do succeed, and um, you know, ten years come back and um, we'll work out a new treaty because. You have to realize Texas is the only one of those southern states that actually can take care of itself. All the others, these highly conservative states, have been proven to need much more federal aid than the liberal states. Even Texas is in that same boat. And the problem is, I, I thought Texas was actually um The problem is they tried enough. that once. Maybe. And Abraham Lincoln get, ended up getting shot. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think Abe quite could see it the way we do now. Texas said, probably could survive on its own. I mean, because of, because of the he- the large oil and gas industry, when, yeah. whenever that comes back. That's my understanding. Yeah. Is Texas actually is the, the only strong conservative southern state that produces enough to um, take care of itself. If we were to do a civil war kind of thing and let the southern states succeed, 
Texas would be basically having to take care of all the others just to um well yeah but here's the here's the problem with that where are Colt arms manufactured I believe they're up north right I don't know the whole thing I I, I just remember I, I seeing the study that, on I it I think that Colt ago. arms are manufactured up north which means that they're essentially enter, entering uh they're entering a trade deficit no matter how much oil they've got they're going to need more guns <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's I'm looking to see if Texas puts in. I I, th- I thought that Texas was still getting more federal money than it was putting in. No, I, I remember seeing. You know, this may have changed or it could be inaccurate. But I remember seeing some article talking about the idea of succession and that basically, um, if you let all the southern states succeed, like they've often tried to claim they um, should be able to do, um, most of them would drag Texas under because Probably. Texas is the only one that produces anything close to being enough to. Um, match what they would need because Texas, um, yeah, Texas despite is, their conservative ways, those southern states, Mississippi, Alabama, all along there, are some of the biggest drains on um, the welfare system in the country. So I'm trying, I'm looking. I mean, Texas could certainly restructure. They, they might have to collect taxes, uh, but they could make it probably. I don't see uh, in my view, that'd be such a great lesson to those conservative states. And you, you would wonder, ten, give them 10 years to do that. And then come back and we'll, re- we'll, we'll rewrite a treaty where they can rejoin the union. And I have a weird feeling suddenly a lot of these conservative values would switch around big time when they look at it and realize, wait a moment, <laughs> you know, all, all the crap we've been complaining about. Because you know, once more, those states are such a drain. This is my understanding. They are such a huge drain. If we were to get rid of them and not have to worry about them, the mm-hmm. rest of the country would actually suddenly see a huge benefit. I, I to was going to say, Ian. If they are allowed to secede and they fail spectacularly, why would we necessarily want them back? Because, you know, <laughs> I, I think we've got some very good candidates. Uh, Puerto Rico's looking pretty good. Um, so this article, um, the Dallas Morning News from uh, May 15th, 2016, Texas can no longer complain that it gives more than it gets from the federal government. So it looks like things have changed a little bit, um, the, the dynamics in Texas. Uh, I haven't, haven't read through this whole article, but I thought that it had, that it, they had switched. So right now they are getting more federal money than they're putting in. That's not to say that they couldn't succeed, secede and then restructure and be okay. Right. But, but they they're also one of the, the ones that now. are fighting, um, Obamacare and stuff like that. And that actually continuously hurts the aid they get. Well, in, if if the Obama administration pushes through and succeeds in taking funds away, North Carolina, I think it's North Carolina, where yeah. the, where the where the first fight on through, um, if that succeeds, then it could really it, it could hurt Texas if they if they if they do this. Now they're going to get even less. But of course, you know, the, unfortunately, you're making martyrs out of it. Yeah. So I'm not sure what the how what the best way to deal with it actually is. Well, actually, the best way to deal with it is how some of the companies are. Because this one talks about the North Carolina law. And how more than 160 businesses have come to condemn the state. Companies like PayPal and Dutchie Bank have nixed plans to expand there. And, yeah. you know, businesses are pulling out of these states saying, listen, if you are going to be that way, we don't want anything to do with you. We're going to take our business and go elsewhere. So we might actually be able to trust the fair market in, in this particular situation? Yeah, it, it seems like th- yeah. that's what's happening. Well, I think that's good. Hopefully, hopefully that yep. continues. But, yeah, I know that there are a lot of businesses saying... You know, uh, no, we're not going to have this. And Kentucky is going to getting hurt in some of the same ways. And yeah, we'll see what happens. Anyway, so this particular instance, it got shot down. Uh, yes. the, the the city council said, no, we're not doing it. And so that that was good. 
and, and for true conservative reasons. One, one of the guys, his re- he was not going to put more red, more regulation on a business. So good for him. What is okay? This? Calvin so let's Klein. Fit us up with Calvin Klein. <laughs> Sparks backlash. Right. Upskirt. Yeah. Instagram adverts. <laughs> it's saying that it's glamorizing sexual. I didn't think that needed. Gl- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sexual harassment extremely glamorous. Um. Yeah, anyway, there's this uh, series of Calvin Klein ads, and, and there's a backlash, particularly over a certain one, um, showing a girl uh, flashing her panties at the camera. She She's wearing a sundress. The caption on it says, I flash in my hashtag Calvin's. <laughs> now, um, the, the shot is going up her skirt, so uh, that has uh, prompted the... Uh, I think it's the National Center on Sexual Exploitation released a statement saying that uh, that Calvin Klein should stop these ads and apologize to victims of sexual harassment. I kind of see it differently here. I, I think it's the kind of thing, I suppose, if you do a search for upskirt shots, I mean, most what, what you will mostly get is people who are taking the shot seemingly unawares. But it's fake. But, yeah. It, yeah. I think often on the internet that's fake. I mean, of course, true upskirt shots where you're, you're taking a picture of up women's skirts and they're not aware of it, that is, of course, uh, reprehensible. Um, but the thing about it is, I mean, especially if you look at this picture, uh, the girl is looking at the camera. Right, she's completely aware. Yeah. There's no doubt this is consensual. Isn't, isn't the problem that we're giving women clothes in the first place? Shouldn't they be all <laughs> being dressed like good for ringy women? <laughs> But no, that, that's one big thing that is ignored with that is the consensual level of it. Because, I mean, you take that logic to anything, okay, I, you do an advertisement with a sexy woman walking around um, her house in her underwear. Oh my god, they filmed her walking around in her underwear. That's busy promoting the idea of someone filming her in her underwear without her consent. Well, and the other thing, too, <sighs> is that they're trying to connect this advertisement to upskirt shots taken with yeah. Okay. The problem with that is that they're not connected. They're mm. they're peripherally connected, but you can't say one. What leads to upskirt shots taken with a cell phone? This can be. Yeah. But you also that, that and even that's pretty hard to do. But yeah, it's the I most mean, like and most you'd have to like lay, lay your camera down in a certain place. And uh, d- dumbass, do you have some experience with this? Then <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just working working it out in my mind here. <laughs> You uh, haven't you gotten because, the shoe mount? Because you know, like the shoe mount, it, it would be hard to like run up to a woman and just slip underneath, click. Oh my god! I finally understand Maxwell Smart's shoe phone. <laughs> <laughs> that just clicked. That just clicked. But okay, actually, uh, but the, and this is a new problem. I'm actually thinking back. Uh, if you remember the movie Splash, John Candy's character in there when he was a kid, um, I, I believe attached mirrors to his shoes to look up women's skirts. And there's a, there's an old story about do patent leather, do patent leather shoes really right. reflect up. Yeah. So th- this, you know, to say this is anything new, even no guys have been, you know, th- th- there's been an idea of guys looking up women's skirts anyways for years, but the I, idea probably as long as there it, have been skirts. Yeah. I haven't really gotten the idea of, of actually taking pictures of upskirt shots and like distributing them around on the internet. Because like you're just catching a flash of panties. I mean, you're you can yeah. see more salacious stuff in the Walmart uh, catalog in their underwear section. But honestly, the logic Wait. being used here, saying that this is promoting sexual predator, 
is the same logic that would say, hey, you're having consensual sex, you're promoting rape. You know, yeah, no, that, that's true. Th- th- there's a huge difference between consent and no consent. And that's where the whole issue comes from. Yeah, Wait, exactly. Am I hearing that I should take a second look at the Walmart catalog? <laughs> and a third and a fourth. <laughs> really? <laughs> so I can put down that Victoria's Secrets magazine and just stick with Walmart? Is that what you're telling me? Oh, the, the Victoria's Secret definitely has more salacious underwear. In it, but you can see <laughs> girls in their underwear in Walmart catalog. I don't know. I think the Walmart catalog is probably the Briar's ice cream of, uh, oh, yeah. of uh, naughty pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Does our email have anything to add to this? Yeah, right. No, I just think it makes uh, sense what you guys are saying, that it's just purely consensual what's going on in the photo. Well, the the idea is that, is there really a problem here, or is somebody creating a problem for so they can be upset? Pretty much the latter. That's what I think. I mean, I think that's what's going Calvin on. Klein has a history of sexy advertising. They have um, a, yeah. They had the Brooke Shields advertisement. Nothing gets between me and my Calvin Klein, if I'm not incorrect. As long as the woman is photoshopped, I don't care. <laughs> but yeah i mean you, you'd think that an organization called the national center uh for uh on uh sexual exploitation would have an understanding of the difference between consent and no consent and or, i do like one of the, the comments least, i'm skimming through the comments be better at exploiting themselves um okay th- this comment is i feel like the whole dispute is over her wearing clothes over the panty i bet you'd say fuck it all if she was only wearing underwear what is the difference <laughs> hey, Superman has a, has a patent on that, so I don't think you can. So basically, and, and that's a good point. If if they would take the exact same shot, but have her just in her underwear, bra and panties, it wouldn't get the same reaction. That's hilarious. You're right because it, yeah, you, they would they, there wouldn't be anything because it wouldn't be scandalous. Right. Yeah. That's funny. But that, that that's a really good point. So that was made here. It's like we like I, it. I see naughty. that it's, it's valid. We yeah. like it if it's we like it if it's a little bit. If it's a little bit naughty, if it looks yeah, a little bit... Yeah, th- th- that's the thing. There is a bit of a naughtiness to it that is appealing I, and arousing. I admit that openly. And that's, I think, one of the things that you know people are looking at. Ooh, you know. It's the same thing with, oh, scandalous, she's showing her ankles back in the 19th century. I like a woman that shows a little ankle. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. But not cankle. Is there something she doesn't to also to, show to the idea cankles. maybe that uh, the, the big reason for an uproar over this is because we're still uncomfortable uh, with the idea of uh, women showing, uh, expressing their own yep. sexuality. Oh, you look that, at- that, that, you know, the, that it's easier us for, for us to think that this is being something that's being done to her rather than something that she's doing of her own volition. You look I, at the yeah. expression on her face. She looks confident and in um, charge. I mean, there is a power to her look. Since she's not a victim here, since she looks like, you know, the, you can see that in her face, her stance, everything about her um, ha- has actually a, an air of power to her. Now, Maybe um, that's um, part of the outrage. Maybe uh, it's possibly. easier to go after something like this where the woman actually looks like she's, you know, aware and enjoying the attention than to go after and try to stop something that is actually victimizing a woman. Yeah. Like letting men into the women's restroom. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> Here's the, Bringing I, it around full circle. Exactly. Hey, thanks. <laughs> I, I was accidentally the creepy guy hanging out, hanging out around the restrooms last night, yesterday, yesterday morning. I was almost, I was accidentally that guy. I'm sitting there waiting outside the restrooms while people go in and people come out. Because I mistakenly believed that my sister and my roommate were still in the women's restroom while they're frickin' shopping out at Ikea. 
<laughs> and then they call me from down the hall. Sean, what are you doing down there? Uh, <laughs> apparently, apparently resembling a sexual predator. Uh, I've got. I'm probably not going to do this, but I've got an idea now to just, you know, go into the women's restroom so- sometime. Just stand, you know, in the <laughs> hand-washing area holding a bowl of mints. <laughs> you know, if you, if, you, if you pass out towels. Yeah, you need to you have a tip like jar. You, oh, and you, you're going to want to have a uniform. <laughs> <laughs> just go into the McDonald's bathroom. <laughs> Mint? Uh, all right. Is there anything else, guys? No. Nope. All right. Say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. That's another one in the can. <laughs> well, if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. You could always roast us in a voicemail at 720-295-7785. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share-alike, no-derivatives, 3.5 license. So, hand it to an unsuspecting friend, but please, just don't change the content. Intro music by Peter Cannell. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.